the true categorical imperative or why and how Kant failed. Do not waste. No one has a right to waste what has value. The fact that a thing has value gives it value and gives it the right to not be wasted. Therefore, all things with value have an inalienable right attached to the value they exhibit and express. To possess a right is to project value, but without value the right cannot be legitimately attached. One does not attach rights to that which has no value. We do not give rights to sand or sewage. The thing with value must have rights because the right is the value. To remove rights is to remove value, as the elimination of value results in a total loss of rights. This is witnessed in every genocide and situation in which rights are revoked. Value is simultaneously eliminated. Kant postulated there was an idea or rule that moral persons needed to follow as a precondition for morality. He postulated that this rule was to act as if we were God. As moral guides to human actions, everything we did was to serve as a guide to all persons in all places for all time. We were to emulate Jesus, in other words. The improbability of this is obvious. We will not develop further the idea's obliviousness to Christian theology, meaning no human can serve as a guide to anything but our own depravity. No one ought to live as Kant lived. Regardless, in his view, no one ought to steal unless we wanted to use this behavior as a guide to all persons everywhere for all time. But people who steal do not care if others steal or not because they have never worked for anything. Not everyone is as susceptible to being robbed as other people are. The people who are the biggest thieves are generally well-armed and willing to protect their possessions using violence. In fact, People do live in situations where petty theft is a fact of life. Others live in a situation where armed guards protect them and their valuables 24-7. Our environments are not the same. While Kant's categorical imperative is a good rule of thumb for good people to follow, it is not something for good people to rely on to guide everyone, everywhere at all times. In other words, Good people ought not suppose a moral principle will convince a serial killer to change his ways. The good person ought not act as if the categorical imperative will convince everyone to use good moral judgment when circumstances permit them a short-term advantage by contravening the categorical imperative. It is not just that Kant's moral dictum is not going to be universally followed. The existence of the categorical imperative and people who desire to follow a moral principle makes it advantageous for evil men to circumvent it. In communities where it is being followed, the imperative does not provide an enforcement option. So, the advantage is to those who may pretend to follow it, whilst betraying the trust of those people who do actually follow it. Imagine a community of persons in which everyone is honest. Because everyone is honest, everyone is trusted, therefore precautions are not implemented. Everyone grows up accustomed to this level of trust. But one person rejects the community and views their trust as a sign of gullibility.
It benefits an evil person to be vocally supportive of the community's values while exploiting those who trust him the most. Thus, the probability over time is that more lip service will be paid to the idea of trust and love, whilst good many persons are looking for ways to exploit those who actually live by a moral principle. In other words, the categorical imperative, as formulated by Kant, is likely to produce more hypocrisy than morality. A moral principle without an enforcement option is tantamount to a scam. The categorical imperative breaks its own rule. If you live as if your behavior serves as a universal guide, the probability is you will be taken advantage of. The categorical imperative is better formulated as a rule that we need to live as if what we do will not be duplicated by others. There will always be people who prefer to take advantage of us. The Bible understood the problem of morality better than Kant did. Scripture tells us not to throw pearls before swine. When we do good for those who seek to take advantage of us, we are permitting ourselves to be unequally yoked with the unbeliever. Doing good for those who are evil is a waste of our time and other resources. Waste is always wrong because not using what one has been given or using it wrongly is a sin and will result in our being held to account, as was the case with the worthless servant who did not put to use what he was given. We are all given things with value. It is up to each of us to maximize the usefulness of what we have. As so many have remarked, we are not in this alone. The full use of things requires a community. If we all have the same things and all have the same skills, there is no room to specialize. It is the uniqueness of all of us that makes specialization possible and such a powerful multiplier of wealth. On the other side of this equation is a system that takes people and forces them into roles they may not be well suited for in order to exploit people's vulnerabilities. Hiring people to help you make a profit, selling widgets, may not be a good use of your employee, except within the limited context of your business plan. It may be true that if you utilize what your business has less ably than is done in related businesses, the business may well go broke. As a result, the elements of your business will be redistributed between your creditors. But poor business outcomes are not a real measure of waste, and bankruptcy may cause more problems than the business did. Unemployment has more repercussions and poor outcomes than just about any other event, other than a serious medical condition which are problematical partly because poor health tends to leave one unable to work. We need accountability to ensure morality. The market working through the means of private ownership is not a true form of accountability. A business person who makes some poor business decision is not held accountable by his or her business going under if it is the lenders and workers who suffer the worst losses. Accountability to be effective cannot leave society worse off than the person who made the poor choices. The market can create greater waste and the cause of poor outcomes more than the business the market is meant to moderate. Accountability must be scalable and it needs to be targeted.
Waste management is only as effective as the accountability it provides. Accountability requires human intervention. We must start with someone we are accountable to. Accountability begins with the ability to have and experience a relationship. A civil court begins with the ability of each person to point out waste and a way for it to be reduced. All minor crime and all major crime waste what the criminal act harms. Harm is waste. That which has the potential for real use has its ability to be used, diminished. To create graffiti is to reduce the productivity of those who clean it off surfaces and the person who wastes their time doing that which is considered to have no redeeming social value. In every case brought before the court a measure of waste must be established. Actions that provide no value cannot be permitted. People who waste the value of others cannot be permitted to continue to exist as a source of negative value. We must not waste, this is the imperative we live under.